Hey, what's going on my beautiful people? This is your Certified Life and Relationship Coach, Coach Court. In today's video, I want to talk to you guys about whether or not the fearful avoidant female can make it work with a dismissive avoidant male. Thank you for sticking around. This is your first time viewing me. Do me a favor and subscribe to the channel by clicking that subscribe button and ringing that bell so you're notified for all the newest coaching content. But before I get into the content, if you want my help personally, the quickest way to get in contact with me is through my website or you can go through my Patreon account. All those links are in the description below. Today's video, I want to talk to you guys about whether or not a fearful avoidant female can make it work with a dismissive avoidant male. I had this question asked through my DM on Instagram. Uh, it was a lady from China. She was wondering about the dynamics between her and the person that she was dealing with and whether or not she can actually make that relationship work if it's going to be realistic or if it's just or something she should just let just die out and you know it was a really loaded question so i feel like it's a question that everyone uh, asks a lot of people ask me this question uh, but before i get into you know the actual content of the video i want to go ahead and give you guys a little bit of a quote here and the reason why is because when i was working with people in recovery um, I have a deeper sense of appreciation for the serenity prayer. And if you guys aren't familiar with the serenity prayer, it is God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. With a heavy emphasis on to change the things that I can. And that's where I'm going to start out this content with. You have to know what you can change and what's not changeable. When it comes to dealing with issues from your childhood, when it comes to dealing with uh, relationships from the past, you have to understand that those things are changeable. You don't have to continue to live out that narrative. So we're going to go into the fearful avoiding female first. If you are someone, which a lot of the women that I work with um, that tend up having a fearful avoiding attachment style, it's because they were at once at one point, they were anxious attachers. And then they experienced all these different types of traumas throughout their relationships and it caused them to be more fearful about attaching to people in relationships. So you have to understand that you need to, um, it's going to start with you first, right? Because whenever someone is trying to get, get back with someone or trying to understand how to navigate a relationship with someone, always turn that lens back to you. What can I do to heal myself and to show a better relationship for myself? You know, so if I present my best self, and they're not presenting their best self, it's only a matter of time before I realize that this person just isn't uh, quite ready to have this type of relationship yet. They're not ready to have a relationship that's healthy, that's functional, that's communicative, that's supportive, that's vulnerable. They may not be ready for it yet. So when it comes to the fearful avoiding female, here's some of the things that you can do in order to give yourself the best chance to make it work with someone that's a dismissive avoidant. Now, what you need to do first is to uh, be able to prompt yourself when you realize you are getting a little bit needy, like you're getting a little bit uncentered and you're starting to get upset because certain things that this person is doing or the way that they're showing up is starting to trigger you. All right. That's the very first thing you need to do. The second thing you need to do is to keep a journal and reflect on some of the things that you went through in the past. When I was working with people in a 12 step program, that's one thing that they would do all the time. They would journal. I think it's very powerful to journal your experience so you know where you're where you're lacking, where your where your weaknesses are, where your strengths are, and where you can improve. If you learn how to control the narrative of your life and realize, all right, I've had this experience happen to me in the past, but I don't have to continue to let this happen. 
I don't have to continue to show up the same way that I've been showing up because what I'm doing right now isn't working. You know, and the things that I experienced as a kid, I don't have to continue to live those narratives out. You know, I don't have to live out my parents' story or my uncle and my aunt or my grandmother and grandfather's story. I don't have to live that out. So when you, um, for, for number one, be able to prompt yourself when um, you're starting to become a little uncentered and you're starting to get angry because this person is showing up in a way that you don't expect for them to. And I'm a huge fan of the quote, you know, expectations are premeditated resentments. When you start to have expectations on this person and they're not showing up. And I work with women like that, that, that deal with this all the time. Then you're setting them up for failure. So first thing is prompt yourself when you're starting to become triggered. Second thing is journal your experience. All right. And, and, and that's going to help you out. And the third thing is seek therapy if you need therapy. If you are someone that has suffered a significant amount of trauma or complex trauma and things that um, you can't handle on your own, you know, maybe you might have a chemical imbalance going on upstairs. Maybe you might need some type of antidepressant or anti-anxiety med. I mean, who knows? I'm not a, I'm not a, a clinician or a, a diagnostician, so you might want to go seek that out. You know, these videos are here just for educational purposes only. And another important thing is you don't want to use this content as a way to manipulate someone or as something that this is like law. Because it's not law. Everyone's different. Everyone has their own story. Everyone has their own path and their, their journey to where they're at now. You know, it's all different. So for the dismissive avoided man, you know, if you are a dismissive avoided man and someone sent you this video or you may have stumbled across this video, communication. All right. If you want to make the relationship work with someone that you know is fearful avoidant, you need to communicate. You need to let that person know when you are starting to feel a little bit overwhelmed, when you need to back away. Get you some me time, because if you don't, you're just going to take that me time and it's going to trigger that person into feeling rejected or like they're not important. So you want to make sure that you're communicating that. And if you are serious about having this relationship with someone, another thing that you want to do as a dismissive avoiding man is to lay out your expectation, lay out your stand, your ground rules, I guess your standards, ground rules, whatever you want to call it, your way of operating. Because if they have like a nice template on how you are. And the way that you you deal with things. But, you know, one thing I learned about insecure attachment styles is we tend to operate in our unconscious mind, which means we're not very mindful about the things that we're doing. And we kind of just go on autopilot whenever things become a little bit rough, a little bit uncomfortable and um, intense. We tend to go on autopilot and we use we, we're operating our unconscious mind, you know, so um as a dismissive avoided man, if you want to be able to make it work with them, uh, communicate, um, lay out your ground rules. And if you need therapy, if this is something that you're really tired of, if you're really just sick of operating the way that you've been operating, having these unfulfilling relationships, go see a counselor or therapy or get a therapist for yourself or get a coach. If anyone needs coaching, I'm here, too, for that. No, I can help. I, I've, I've worked with couples before in the past, and I always recommend that you have this this uh, this wraparound effect. One thing that I learned when I was I was mentoring kids for 14 years is we had this program called the wraparound program. And I mean, they got everyone involved. They got the mentors, got the parents, the godparents, the teachers, the, the pastor at the church. It got everyone involved because it's important to have everyone from each area of your life wrap around you and give you that support that you need. And it's no different when it comes to personal development. You know, as a as a life coach myself, I have a coach 
You know, you need a relationship coach, a financial advisor, a nutritionist, um, um, personal personal trainer at the gym. Like that's what real personal development is all about. You know, your spiritual guy, whatever. So if you found this video of any value, please like, comment, and share. You can reach out to me on my other social media accounts, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. It's Coach Court. Um, I want to thank you guys as always. And always remember, when you go be love, you'll never have to find it. Namaste.